Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. And that's for sure, but... It's been a season. Well, uh, why don't you give the uh, the two fans a little introduction, man? You were on here not so uh, long ago, it feels like, but it turns out it was what? A year? It was like the Super Bowl. Right. There it was. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, my name's Jack Bradley. I'm from uh, right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, in a small town called Newton. Newton. Mm-hmm. Shout out Newton. Yeah, shout, shout out. out Newton, Mass. Um, but yeah, been a been a diehard Boston sports fan my whole life. Um, the way I rank it, Red Sox are by far my number one, but the Celtics have always been my two. Um, even despite Tom Brady, all those great years here, um, I don't know. Uh, basketball and baseball are my sports, so Red Sox one, Celtics are my two, and and this season it pretty much watched every game. Um, even wow. even those those early season games. I know we blew that game against the Knicks. Fun fact: I bought. Tickets for my first Celtics game this season during that Knicks collapse right before RJ Barrett hit that shot. Um, so <laughs> it's been a it's been a season, but I I love the Celtics team, man. Just just up and down the lineup. I mean, it's a good group of guys. A lot of them homegrown, and guys like Al Horford, um, Derek White, who may have been given up on um, in other you know other teams, other areas, and and it's been it's just been quite a ride to watch. So. Um, Last time we, I, I see you got the Celtics hat on. Last time we had you on, we were talking football, obviously, the Super Bowl tour last year. And you and Jordan were like so analytical. I remember that about <laughs> football. So I am just fascinated to hear that your second favorite team is the Celtics and the Patriots aren't even on that no. scale. So I'm curious to hear your analytical take on what's been going on here with this series. I mean, so. yeah, it's. I wouldn't even say it's the analytics this time around, though. I mean, just straight up watching these games, it's it's the turnovers. I'll say yeah. that much. I mean, I know they showed the stat last night, but it's been that really all year for the Celtics. Um, you know, they have less than, I think they're one in seven this postseason when turning the ball over 15 times or more. That one win was in game five against Miami when they were just brick cold. I mean, Jimmy Butler was ice cold before going off in uh in was that game six he went off but game five i mean that was just a terrible game all around for the heat um other biggest takeaways i've had i mean it's just really you see i mean if you guys are watching the end of game four end of game five they're just standing there they're being aggressive beginning of the third quarter um the other night game five you see jalen brown getting two early fouls called on the warriors um led to five straight threes made by the Celtics. And then in the fourth quarter, they just stopped doing that and they go away from um, that aggressive style of basketball. So I don't know. I, I don't have as much on the analytics because I'm watching every game. I'm not paying attention as much to the to the behind the scenes. But um, I guess as, as Ime Odoka says, just stop playing like assholes and you guys are going to be fine. I think, I don't know what it is the celtics love being in this position every series they they yeah. love you know putting themselves down and then i i i feel like i feel confident more confident now <laughs> that they're, gonna win, they're gonna win this series because they just they've done this ver, besides versus uh what was it brooklyn in the first round they yeah. have literally taken it to seven 
every single series. So it's only poetic. It's only right that they do the same in the finals. Yeah. So I mean, what was what was your yeah. pick, Jack? But sorry, what was your pick before the series started here? So every series, I have said Celtics in six from Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami. And then this one on our show, I said, I think I said this to you, David. I said Celtics in six plus one. Because <laughs> as, a, as a fan, I didn't want to go away from, you know, what's worked. Saying Celtics in six, yeah, it hasn't happened that way. But they won all those series, and that's all I care about. Um, but I really, you know, thought maybe they could win this series in six games. I thought, I know they've had their struggles at home. And I think against the Warriors, this dynasty that we've seen you need to take advantage at home which you know they they kind of done i did expect this series to be 2-2 going into game five with them splitting on the road and at home which is exactly what happened um it just sucks the way because i was expecting a game five win ultimately um and it sucks they lost game i feel like they lost games four and five in very similar fashions obviously the 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 first half of those games went a lot differently um and obviously the third quarters in both those games went a lot differently. I know the Warriors have dominated the third quarter pretty much up until yesterday. Um, but yeah, that that was my pick pre-series. Um, and I, I, would, I would say in yeah. game four, they just, they're defending against Steph. Just, I mean, it was a mix of, obviously Steph was just, had the hot hand. You just, he was on fire. But... At the same time, I felt like the Celtics didn't do as good of a job as they usually did defending him. And I felt like I feel like if they would have just halfway decently defended him like they have been doing on the games that he's been shut down, game five, yeah. um, they could have won that game. I felt like they should have won game four, honestly. Yeah, and that's not the first time this I mean, they were up, I want to say ninety one eighty six with seven or seven or six minutes left in the game and they ultimately lose that game 107 nine they lose that game by double digits i mean the warriors go on a 19 to 6 run there and if you look at the shot chart at the end of that game i mean i think al horford hit a three at one point to get us back within three um but you just see these guys and it was kind of like the the beginning of the fourth quarter last night they're just standing around they're not doing much defensively obviously like you said david steph has the hot hand um and i think Derek white's been a great addition in a lot of ways in that Milwaukee series. He was our highest rated plus minus player by far. And he was shooting terribly. He didn't really get going shooting the ball until really the end of that Miami series. Um, and he said he had a great game one. He hasn't been as efficient the last few games, but now he's a minus 19 defensively, even in the game where, where Steph got shut down. And I think Marcus Smart was playing better defense. Obviously Smart's had his struggles this series offensively and I guess personally as well with some of the refs last night um but yeah no i mean i i feel like last night you got like you said you got to take advantage of it when you hold the best play one of the best players in the world um to an off night i feel like that's just a game you, you got to come away with and you're shooting and i know they started zero of nine from three i still believe they shot almost 40 percent if not higher yeah. Yeah. Um, they've shot this series. They've shot, I believe, forty-one percent from three. If you were to have told me that pre pre series, I would have said Celtics in five. But it's it's just not the way it's gone. We're we're not we're J- Jalen looks lost from mid range. Yeah, Tatum's trying to, I think, avoid contact in some ways because he hasn't been shooting great from the free throw line. And say what you want about the refs, I'm not going to sit here and blame them. I think the Celtics' experience has shown in this series, which is something. 
a lot of people I I think knew about, but weren't ready to to define the series by that before it even started. You uh, heard, you touched on it. Go for it, David. I was gonna say I've heard so many times Mark Jackson, El Celtics, Young is out complaining. Like obviously, you're, you're, this part of the series, you're not gonna get every call. You need to stop, especially Jason. And I think Jason Tatum has been the main one. He doesn't get a call. He doesn't go back to the other end. And I just it's weird when you have a coach like uh, such a great coach, like a, you, you, how do you pronounce it? Udoka. Yeah, Udoka. Udoka. Okay, we, we all know. know. Like, guys, my pronunciation of stuff ain't the best. But, but um, when you have a coach like that, it just surprised me that your star player Jason Tatum doesn't is the main one getting back and hustling and and. and uh, through three, four-ish games, I was like, man, Dylan Brown might actually be the Finals MVP. Like, like Dylan Brown was, yeah, playing the best basketball he could possibly play. He could possibly play in this situation. But ultimately, we're now five games, five games through the series. The Celtics cannot win without Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has to be the best player. Like Jalen Brown, he's he's a great player, but he has this ceiling that. The Celtics aren't going to win a series. Like he, he's pretty much hit that ceiling through the first three games, and he's tried his best. But Jason Tatum needs to step up because he's the guy that's going to lead them to a Finals victory. That thousand percent agree with that. I mean, it's it's back to the ref point. I mean, I think it was Game One against Miami. Um, there was the the Celtics had that collapse in the second half. Granted, there was COVID with Horford. Injury was Smart. But, I mean, Aaron Neesmith was getting minutes in that game. No disrespect to him at all, because I like his game. But, um, but I mean, Ime said it. He said it in his presser after that game. We got to stop bitching at the refs. And what they do game two, they probably came out and played their best game of the postseason, start to finish. Um, I think they went on a 70-29 to 29 run at one point in that game. And, and that I mean, everyone thought that series was over after that game. Obviously, it didn't happen that way. But the rest of that Miami series, you didn't really see it too much. A couple calls here and there, and that's that's part of the game. But yeah, this series has been, I feel like since game two, really, it's been that way. I know Draymond maybe got that preferential treatment in game two a little bit. He probably should have been ejected because um, there was no doubt in my mind that was a double tech on Jalen and, and Draymond. Okay, okay. I, mean, I mean, come on. Steve Javi said it himself. That should have okay. been a double technical. Okay. But the refs are, are refing based on the game, which is fine. Um, but no, I agree. I think I think Tatum does need to to stop bitching at the refs, if I'm, if I'm being quite honest, because he's better than that. He's, yeah. he, he, I mean, he's all NBA first team for a reason. It means he's a top five, top six, top seven player in this league. Um, he outplayed Kevin Durant in the first round. He went toe-to-toe with Giannis. Maybe didn't outplay him. The Celtics were the better team, but still went toe-to-toe with a finals MVP, two-time regular season MVP, um, and led them to victory in, in, in that Heat series. I mean, he was great most of that series, and I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what it is, but um, it's it's very un-Jason Tatum-like in this series, and it's, it's disappointing to see because I know he really wants to excel at, at this point of the year. I'm really confused, and you touched on a lot of points in your little soliloquy before this one about at the end of the game, especially, we'll just talk game five yesterday on Monday, how 
they were it was a one point game going into the fourth quarter and then it ended up being a double digit loss and it like you said it felt like the Celtics just turned off the lights and they were done like they weren't going to play the fourth quarter do you attribute that as a fan watching from the beginning of this season I'm sure you've seen instances similar to this but as a fan a true fan how do you attribute that? Do you consider that a coaching issue? Do you consider that an experience? Is that maybe they're gassed at that point? Like, where do you really, as a fan, view that? I, that's a er, earlier in the season and in past years, I've felt like the Celtics have lost so many games in the way they lost games last night, probably since the Kemba Walker days, maybe even the Kyrie Irving days when he was wow. here. And maybe in those days, I'd say inexperienced. You know, Kyrie was wasn't was injured. You know, you rely on rookie second year Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Kemba with not much playoff experience. Um, the past maybe two months or so, I'd probably attribute that more to the inexperience. I think last night specifically, if we're talking about last night, I think that was just inexperience. Um, maybe a little bit being gassed as well. I mean, Jason Tatum's playing 40 plus minutes every night. I know he's, you know, young, 24 years old and Celtics other than Al Horford don't really have too many old heads on that team. But um, I don't know. I, I really think it's the experience because I trust Ime Udoka. I think he's a great coach. I think he's brought out the best of this team. Um, but I, I just think the players just something isn't clicking. I don't know if it's nerves. I don't know if it's they're letting one or two bad calls really affect them in this big stage because it's something that against Brooklyn we weren't really getting too many calls obviously Katie and Kyrie are gonna get that star treatment um Giannis is gonna get that star treatment and we didn't really let us let it face us that much so I, yeah. I think it might be really the inexperience I mean Marcus Smart I know was a hothead early in his career and has mellowed out and last night I mean I thought he was gonna kill somebody out there meaning Tony Brothers or one of the other referees <laughs> yeah. but, um there and, was one play yeah. going around on Twitter that I was like, did he really get called for that? Like the pool, the pool flop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, I mean, come on, that, man. Yeah, and and it's that that definitely. I mean, that that one is a terrible call, and that's the, everything was spiraling at that point for the Celtics. And a play earlier, I believe he got a technical. Two plays earlier, he got pushed by Clay Thompson. Now Marcus Smart, hundred percent flopped and sold that play. Was it an offensive foul on Clay? Probably. Probably should have been called. And I think Smart's trying to get that call, but they hadn't called it. Steph Curry did the same thing in the first quarter to Tatum, and they didn't call that. And that's when you gotta adjust and say, you know, they're not they're not gonna call it. We gotta we gotta figure something out. You know, I, I appreciate you as a Boston fan not blaming the refs because when can you look back on a finals a seven game series over any sports five seven game series and say yeah the referees for seven straight games were just not with us like you cannot blame the refs at a certain point so i agree with you however i want to say everything you've described we we've said in experience but then you also brought up the ime doku point of when he sat down and talked to those players they had a turnaround of 70 to 15 whatever run so at a certain point as a fan, why are you not looking at Adoka and saying, hey, like we pieced it together in game one and we've pieced it together in quarter since then. Like, what are we doing in quarter four, or fourth quarter yesterday? That's that's crazy. I mean, yeah. would they score 12, 15, 20 points in yeah. the whole quarter? It was horrible. I think, yeah, I think yesterday was 12. I know game four was 19. I think they may have I think they may have cracked 20. But and that's not and that's not coaching to you. I understand inexperience. Like, yeah, you can say inexperience in that situation. That's game five at a, di a dynastic you know the warriors their home court that is 
that takes grit right there to win that game in fourth yeah. quarter be a one point game you got to muscle through that and i just keep thinking back lebron with this like great tweet at the beginning of the playoffs is how you win games how you finish quarters right that's what he said at the beginning and the, I, it keeps going back to that for me so at a certain point are you not just going to blame mudoka like are you you have the love blinders on form or what is this just i mean i gotta say he's done something that in my lifetime i mean i know doc rivers got the two fair finals, but that no other coach has done um so i mean it's a mix. I think I think my biggest criticism last night of Udoka, and I, I didn't want to put this on Twitter because I just I, I do like Udoka and I don't want any hot takes coming at me later, but um I think he's gotta say pull the plug, but he's gotta be a little bit quicker to sub guys out. Cause um, you know, Jalen Brown at one point we were up 32-26. Jalen Brown was out of the game, he was having a rough first quarter. They bring him back in. What do the Warriors do? They go back on a on a huge run. I know Derek White wasn't great. I know I kind of shot on him a little bit earlier, but I mean, I, I, Marcus Smart didn't have it in the fourth quarter last night. Maybe you got to pull yeah. the plug there, get that rotation. I mean, Rob Williams, for as great as he's been, I mean, he's their only player right now, other than Peyton Pritchard, but Pritchard isn't playing the kind of minutes that he is. Um, only player right now with a positive plus minus and averaging a positive plus minus for the series in the Celtics. Um, you saw it last night. He came out with three minutes left in the third quarter, and that's the rotation the Celtics have been doing this series. Rob plays a solid chunk of the third quarter and then sits for five, six, seven minutes of game time. And you saw it last night. It fell apart in the middle of that. So I don't know if it's the adjustments there we got to make. I mean, obviously, Rob coming off that that um, that meniscus injury. injury with his knee history, it's hard to play him. I mean, he played 30 minutes last night, which is a lot for him right now. Um, so I know you can't play him all the time and Grant Williams hasn't really stepped up, stepped up and we don't want to be having Daniel Tice play in these situations at all. But I think maybe it's the rotation we got to look at. If a guy's not doing well for a three, four minute stretch, this is your season right now. You got to pull the plug. I know Jalen's your guy. You know, he can get hot at any second, you know, smart as not great of a three-point shooter he is he can make three in a row out of nowhere but i think at the same time we got to be quicker to pull pull the string so i think that's where the coaching comes into you got to make those you got to make those on-the-fly adjustments marcus smart is the definition of cannot do two great things in a row like as soon as he does the first great thing you got to pull him out like hey get out like sit for a few minutes so that way because we know you're about to fuck up somehow and like we'll get you back in in a few minutes (laughs) exactly and i mean he can and and the the thing with marcus is we're not and and the team as a whole i feel like we're not forcing the turnovers like we used to force in the regular season i get we're playing better teams but i think our best offense sometimes came from those transition points and we're not winning those those battles at all in in this series or any really the, the miami series we didn't either and you mentioned robert williams Yesterday's game, Robert Williams was the only person on the Celtic side I really saw that was like giving that championship effort. Uh, especially, you know, Draymond had that steal, and you, you know, Robert has a bat, and you, like you said, that meniscus yeah. injury. He could have easily just said, you know what, get your layup. I'll get. Let me save myself. No, he went after. You know, tried to block it, gave the hustle, the championship effort. Ended up fouling him. No biggie, but. You know, that's the only guy I see out there. And, like, the Celtics really need Grant Williams from the Milwaukee series. Like, where where has he been? Um, you know, those guys, 
I know Derek, Derek White, I know sometimes he doesn't make the shots and whatnot, but I feel like he has been giving, um, when he gets his minutes, he has been putting in that hustle, that effort. But I feel like the Celtics as a whole, they're never all at one time synced together and giving it their all like they have been these past few series. And I don't know if they needed to wait to go 3-2 to unlock, go down 3-2 <laughs> to unlock it. Maybe they'll go beast mode it's kind of crazy because they tatum keeps you know making these kobe references you know like he's really just in this kobe fan fantasy land like i don't know not fantasy land but really idolizing him in this moment like this crucial moment honestly he needs to idolize at this moment right now he needs to go watch miami heat versus boston celtics 2012 lebron james that's what he needs right now. He needs just a death stare and like all business and get these dubs because I, I can't see the Warriors win another. Or he can he can just rewatch game film from two weeks ago when Jimmy Butler <laughs> did the same thing. 47 points in a game six with whatever injuries Jimmy Butler was going through at that point. Because um, Jimmy Butler was playing like shit in games four and five of that series and then out of nobody nowhere, plays like jimmy <laughs> i mean he play off jimmy there i mean i mean obviously you can go back and watch lebron but i'm, I'm cool if he wants to go back and gets even more motivated from some game film so what, uh, what's up with that what's up with jason like because i'm not we're not boston fans here that, that's your role here but watching marcus smart carry the ball up every single time and run the offense it just feels like your best offensive players don't have the ball in their hand is that yeah. an issue to you? What have you seen? Where is the Jason Tatum aggressiveness that I want to see? I mean, what's going and, on? And also, do you see, I mean, me personally, I don't see the Warriors defense doing anything special. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, yes, he's been having the best stretch of his career. But come on, it's Jason Tatum. Like, yeah. Yeah, do, you see exactly. anything, do you see anything in the Warriors defense that is probably, you know, stopping him from doing what he does? No, I mean, I so, so many people, so many beat writers for the Celtics saying they think there's some sort of injury there. He did kind of have a, a stinger, I think they called it, in that Miami series. But, I mean, it's it's the playoffs. And he played well after that. So I don't know, really, I don't want to say it's anything injury-related. In terms of the Warriors' defense, though, I don't think they are doing anything special. Wiggins is a solid defender. I think Steph Curry's a better defender than a lot of people give him credit for, but he's not guarding Jason Tatum. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's the inexperience. I don't know if it's the nerves. Um, I mean, we saw it in Game 1. Tatum is a great passer. I think the Celtics, that's something a lot of people don't give him credit for. Marcus Smart's a really good passer, I think. He makes some really dumb passes sometimes, um, but he can find the open man. He had a really nice one to rob last night. Um, and Tatum, obviously, game one was horrid from the field, but still had 12 assists, found the open guys for three. I, I think it's kind of going back to my point earlier with Tatum, though. I think he's almost afraid to draw contact. I don't know if it's because he's been really bad from the free throw line, but you look at him going to the hoop and he's not being aggressive. I think he's trying to avoid contact. He misses the shot. He complains to a ref. He, he kind of gets out of his element there. Um, and it's that kind of spiral effect that I feel like has been happening in the games the Celtics lose. So um, I, I really don't think the Warriors are doing anything too crazy. Um, Wiggins is a solid defender, but I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know. I've never seen it from Tatum before. For, th for this stretch of, you know, four or five games, it's, it's crazy. I did, I did like that the Celtics 
hunted Steph on the offensive side of the ball more in game five, which possibly could have led to what his bad shooting night. I mean, we, we saw it with um, Dallas and in the Phoenix series where they hunted Chris Paul when, um, when the Phoenix Suns were on defense. So I wonder, kind of curious if the Celtics would continue to go with that. Cause I mean, Steph, kind of gets trashed on for his defense. He is a little better than the casual fan seems to think, but I still think he, you put Jason Tatum on him, he can't guard him. Jalen Brown, he can't guard him. Yeah. Most of the Boston Celtics players on the floor, I even pick Derek White. He can't, I don't think Steph can guard him. So I think that will be key too. I, I hope they continue to do that because then that could probably you know, not make Steph go for like 45. Yeah. Well, there's a few times even last night to your point too, Marcus got right in the lane, wasn't afraid to attack and, and that sparked some of the offense as well. So I, I find attacking Steph. I, the Celtics are really, I feel like I don't say this much, they're the bigger team as well. So I think really attacking the paint is just going to spread the floor and hopefully that's what they do. I, I, if the Celtics want to win game six, I think Al Horford's going to have to... Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, they're going to have to make their paint touches count. That's really... Mm. Those three guys, I think, are the biggest. Obviously, Tatum will as well. But I think those three guys, if they can get in, they're good passers, you know, get into the paint, make that help defender get over there, kick it out for three, I think the Celtics are going to have a good game. But it's got to make the most of those paint touches. I'm kind of curious your opinion as a uh, fan of the Celtics of Andrew Wiggins' resurgence. Seems to be untouchable in the finals this year. What is your opinion on this? I was huge on him because coming out of college, I was playing 2K14, did an auto draft, and he in a couple years was a 99 overall. I remember going to my dad and saying, hey, dad. I don't know who the Rockets are drafting, but if you could send an email and tell them to draft Andrew Wiggins, he's going to be a 99 overall in a couple of years. Well, it took longer than a couple of years, and he's now in the finals, but he is playing like an absolute freak. So yeah. what has been your opinion on that? And just, I guess, like his, <laughs> do you think he can continue this, or is this a TJ Warren kind of thing? I'm getting uh, Iguodala vibes a little bit. Oh. Um, I think Wiggins at the this point of his career is a better player. Like, cause with Iguodala, I mean, how old is Iguodala now? 37, 38, uh, yeah. maybe it's, give yeah, or take. So, for sure. Yeah. And what's Wiggins? 28, 29. Is he even that old? He well, might be wow, 27. Wow. Yeah. I just looked it up, but um, no, I, I think he's just in the right fit. I mean, he's not a bust by any means. I know he's the number one overall pick. Um, is he kind of more a role player now? Yes, but I mean, I mean, he did start the All Star game. I'll, I'll give him that. But I mean, should he have been? Let, let, let's. He, he, nah. I mean, he's kind of a bust. I mean, he's got yeah. If you win a championship though, and you're a major factor, I mean, Clay's been on and off this series. Jordan Poole's been on and off this series. Draymond's motivated the Celtics more than anything else. So I mean, they, they win on Thursday. Andrew wins the MVP, the finals MVP. I still think it's Steph despite uh, the bad I game think, five. But it but it depends how game six goes. Steph could go 0 for 20 in game six. If they win, Steph is getting that finals MVP. You all he needed so? was that 100%. all he needed was like one or two good games, and, and he has that. And he's getting the finals MVP. They yeah. they're they're trying to find ways, but 
uh, Alejandro, I need you to look up who is the ref for game six because it's it yet. They haven't said it Scott yet. But Foster been, might come to the rescue. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm putting my rent money on it for to be Scott Foster. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, come on. They, and I, I said it yesterday morning to my roommate. And my roommate's not a big basketball guy by any means, but I literally said to him, I said, Tony Brothers is reffing tonight. And he goes, you going to be okay? And I go, lose game five now. Scott Foster game six. Anything happens game seven. Because it, it, it's literally like every other game. It's kind of uh, how the one it's one game off bad refing the next game. All right. Nothing's getting called. We got we got basketball going. And usually when that happens, it's Scott Foster and, and his crew refing. So, you know, not all heroes wear capes. So Scott Foster. Not like, he he's not a hero to us. We're Houston fans. We don't yeah. like well, Scott Foster. I mean, we're, 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 I mean, we just need the Warriors to not win. That's, that's, that's I picked them in seven, unfortunately. My heart, I think this is a, a common thing. My heart wanted the Celtics to win, but my head is telling me that when you see fourth quarters like you saw in game five, that's the difference for me right there. That I mean, turnovers, we can get into turnovers, and you were saying swapping, coaching within the lines, that sort of thing. But when you put up 12 or 15 points in the fourth quarter against a team that's going to win their fourth or is contending, is competing to win their fourth in eight years, then, you know, man, you got to bring more of the fourth quarter, dude. That's just that's tough to watch. And I also want to mention from game five, Draymond had the quietest foul out. Ever. Yeah. (laughs) A quiet six fouls. It just it just happened. It was like, whoa, he fouled out. I didn't even know. So how is the energy around Boston right now? How is the local Twitterverse or the people out on the streets? How are we feeling? So I've been in California the last week. I did a, okay. a baseball. I did a, I did a kind of a Red Sox road trip uh, with my dad. Got Very out there cool. to the stadium. So I was going to ask you, did you specifically follow their, their West Coast? A uh, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so long story short, my dad and I are trying to get to all 30 stadiums. So nice. um we booked this back in November before flights were crazy, before Airbnbs were crazy. So basically followed the Red Sox a little bit, but also saw some other stadiums. So San Diego, Dodger Stadium, San Francisco, got to go outside the Chase Center right after game one. So that was fun. But um, <laughs> long story short, haven't quite been in Boston for the finals because um, I was in California. Also, West Coast time, totally different. So weird watching a finals yeah. game when it's still light out and then it ends when it's still light out. That never, was like I crazy. saw this comment on, I don't know if it's another Discord I'm in or on Twitter, but they said West Coast time is the best to be a sports fan because literally, like, you know, let's just say baseball, for instance. You know, we're in Central time. It usually starts... Games start around 5, 6, 5.40 to 6. Over there, it's 3, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. And then it goes all the way up until 9, 10 their time. So then you just get to watch all the sports. You go I would sleep. never have a stable relationship if, if that was the case. <laughs> See, that's, but, that, yeah. but for us, it's way too late. Like those yeah. West Coast games end at like midnight and it's just like, yeah. nah, dude. Nah, I, yeah, happening. I think I think you guys in the Central time have the best um, because I, I just think in this scenario, like, and this was me after like these baseball games ended. It was like, oh, the Red Sox are playing the last game of the night and it's over at 10.05 out there. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what what do I do now? 
Like, I'm on vacation. I don't have to go to bed at a certain time. Like, what, what do I do? Do I just watch the highlights? The Scott Van Pelt ESPN episode or the Sports Center episode's over because that airs at like midnight Eastern time. It's well over by 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Eastern time. Um, so I don't know. I, I, th- I always thought Central time maybe was the best because you guys are kind of right in the middle. Like, these finals games are starting for 8, 8 o'clock. It's not too, too, like, okay. by 1030 or so. Like, how I, I thought about that. So I was like, dude. I was telling my fiance, I was like, babe, this game starts at 8, 8, 10 over here. It's in Boston. It is 9, 10. Imagine asking somebody like, hey, Alex, do you want to go to the, you want to go to the Celtics finals game? Uh, sure. What, what time does it start? Nine o'clock. <laughs> I was like, uh, that's a little late, bro, because we're not getting home to we're not going home, going to sleep to like 2 a.m. practically at that time. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, 100%. But to get back to your question, Alex, about the, the, the city of Boston, because obviously um, it's been, it's kind of like any fight. I mean, you guys probably saw it with the Astros and, and maybe the Rockets a few years when, when they had some of those stretches with Harden. But, you know, the regular season happens. The diehards are going to watch. The diehards are going to go to games. The diehards are going to go out to a bar with their friends maybe to watch a game. And even in the Brooklyn series, we, we didn't feel that in Boston. I personally didn't think it was a thing. And like I said, my Twitterverse is is all Celtics, all Red Sox. So I was feeling it, you know, maybe round one, especially you sweep Kyrie, kind of get that sweet revenge from last year, just that moral victory. But really, I think it was after that Milwaukee series or maybe during that Milwaukee series, once it was tied 2-2, I think people really started to, to realize from the outside, like this team, you know, has a real chance to win a championship um ultimately i mean i think a lot of people did watch that game seven against milwaukee and that was in my opinion in these last three series probably the celtics best all-around game um defensively i think they only had eight turnovers in that game too which was like by far the least of of any game including that net series um but boston's been great since then i mean the heat series i went out to a couple local bars in boston um the atmosphere is just great i was at game six against miami ultimately didn't quite do what we wanted. Um, but even after the game, a lot of people staying positive, which for Boston, I feel like is really strange, especially with, I don't want to say how much heartbreak, but the Celtics have had quite a few yeah. losses when they're the better team the last few years. I know the bubble comes to mind. Um, Tatum's rookie year. I know LeBron was ultimately the better player, but we were up three, two in that series. And that game seven was just so tight. Like I know we weren't the better team, but like, you're you're expecting them to win at that point and it, it doesn't happen so um and then obviously david as you mentioned earlier that lebron 45 point game back in 2012 still haunts me to this day um maybe a little maybe a little less now that we got past the heat this time um but boston's been great it's it's i think you know everyone's on a high from the red sox i know your astros ultimately knocked us off there but um, the Patriots didn't quite have the season they wanted. The Bruins getting knocked out in the first round for the first time in five years. Yeah, well, real quick, what was your yeah. opinion on that Bills game, that Bills-Patriots game in the in the playoffs? We were at I, David's engagement party, and Alejandro here is a New England fan. I would check in with him. you go, 22-0, 32-0, 45-0. Thankfully, so I, again, idiotically decided to go out to that game. Um, <laughs> the tickets were cheap though. The tickets were like, I don't know if you guys heard about it there. The tickets were like dirt cheap. We were sitting like 100 section for like $80 with fees. So, what like, was it like 20 degrees though? Wasn't oh, it? Neg- was it, it, was, it was negative yeah. with the wind chill. So, oh my God. um, yeah. So, 
watching it live. I think yeah, and it's just it just, and what what sucks the most is is that whole regular season, like all regular season last year, like the Bills and Pats were tight pretty much. I know the Pats got off to a rough start. The Bills lost to like Jacksonville at one point. It came down to the second to last week, third to last week of the season for the division, really. Um, they were really one game better than us, and for us to go up and throw out a dud, and then the Bills basically get treated like Super Bowl champs almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then everyone complaining about the coin toss. Um, oh, that's a whole nother, yeah. that's a whole nother. Oh yeah. It's a whole, that's a whole nother animal because those, those chiefs fans that were complaining were the same ones complaining against the Patriots four oh. years ago when Brady did the same thing, but oh. um, it's the same, <laughs> same, same rules apply. <laughs> but I don't know. It it just it was a tough a tough way to go out. Again, kind of like the Celtics team earlier, young team. A lot of people didn't expect them to be there. Obviously, expectations changed throughout the season. Um, and it sucks they weren't able to put at least a competitive game out there, but um I think they'll be back. I think they'll they'll be some yeah. adjustments. Obviously, the Bills did get better. The Bills 100% got better getting Vaughn Miller. Um and, you know, through the draft, I think they got better as well, but it's I- yeah, I can't remember uh, the Bruins. Who did they lose in the first round to? Carolina, Carolina, Hurricanes. So, and that mm-hmm. went seven games. We were a wild card team. It's, this wasn't our best season by far, hockey wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wild card team had to play the top seed. Took them to seven games. Um, played complete. We won all three home games. I think by over three goal, three goals or more. And then road games were just terrible till game seven. I think we lost three, two in that game. So, yeah, I don't know what's up with Carolina in the playoffs. They've been like that. It wasn't until the Rangers finally in game seven in Carolina were able to beat them. Yeah. But um, Stanley Cup finals actually start. I mean, yeah, yeah, the Stanley Cup finals start tomorrow. Oh, who you got? Uh, <laughs> as a Bruins fan, it pains me to say Lightning, so I'm gonna go with the Avs. And the Avs have been the best team. The Avalanche have been the best team in hockey by far. I mean, they've had a historically good season. I think Florida still ended up winning the the President's Trophy, but yeah, I knew they weren't gonna do anything once they got to Tampa Bay. But I, I, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Avs in six. But the Lightning are kind of like the Warriors right now. And, that experience, yeah. Vasilevsky gets hot, and it's it's over for whoever whoever he's facing. But like the Avalanche, they're just so fast, dude. They they're so, so fast. fast, and they the thing is, it's kind of like a per- percentage probability thing. They get so many shots on goal on you. Eventually, they're gonna score three, four, five, yeah. six. Like Vasilevsky's gonna be like have to be on his absolute top a game i don't a plus 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 i don't even know but uh, yeah i got avalanche in five avalanche in five okay i mean the thing with the lightning they beat toronto i know toronto doesn't have the dogs that colorado has but austin matthews is a star in this league and and toronto i think plays pretty fast as well so um it did go to seven though i think i think colorado is a better team than toronto so um so i'm going yeah i'm gonna go abs in six but you got alejandro i think tampa what? Tampa and six. Okay. Tampa and six. Yeah. You're going with the whole experience and uh Yeah. I, I think they just got it. It's, I mean it's like Golden State. I mean, I don't want Golden State to win though, but they just man, there's some dogs, bro. Although Avalanche does put really good games. And they're so grimy, it's so nice to watch, but 
Dude, I just don't see anybody stopping McKinnon, bro. He's yeah, gonna... he's good. Mm. He got past McDavid. That was the big matchup last round. It was McDavid versus versus McKinnon. McDavid did show up, but the rest of the team didn't really. Yeah. Uh, cool fun fact: There's never been a player that's been paid more than ten million dollars in the finals. So, pretty cool. So Rangers, uh, I forgot his name, gets paid more than ten million dollars. Never made it to the finals. Uh, Not about is the it money. The goalie? No. I look it up. Hmm. I didn't. I wasn't aware of uh, hockey salaries. I don't know if they they're get. Not, they're not as high as one might think. No, they're not. But I mean, it's for the love of the game, eh? Speaking of Brad Miller, not that high. Do you? Sorry, go for it. It's Brad Miller. My bad. Brad Miller. Mm. Did you? Uh, you got the U.S. Open up in your area this weekend. You yep. got opinions about golf. You cover all. You got them all. All. Sports? I don't. I, okay. uh, whenever I need a golf, I'll do like golf pools with my friends for like 10 bucks or so. Okay. And I'll, you should call me. I'm the golf guy. Okay. On oh, yeah. I usually, I usually like text my dad or something. Cause he like, loves oh, it. he, yeah, he was debating if he didn't just go on that trip with me, I'm sure he would have tried to figure out a way to at least get to, I know a lot of people went to like the practice rounds and stuff because yeah. they've been doing that this week. Um, but I, US, I haven't followed it, it too closely. US open, man. It's all about that live, man. Got yeah, really that's what I was gonna ask him really about hot. the paychecks and everything, but we can we can stray away from it unless you have an opinion. Do you have an opinion or no? Not really. I don't no. Know Tigers and playing. I'll, yeah. I'll probably watch it. I probably will okay. watch it Father's Day weekend, Sunday. In, you yeah. Know. In the golf world, the golf world is on fire right now because of the Live Golf Tour. Yeah, if you haven't I, heard I, I Saudi do. Yeah, I do know so. about that. I know Mickelson and who else was Dustin DJ, Johnson? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So Patrick I do. I do. I do keep up with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just had, I mean, I was just pointing that out because you're talking hockey. I haven't, I didn't hop on the ho- hockey bandwagon like these two did this season. So I didn't yeah. have an input. Whoever, <laughs> whoever the pick is, I'll choose games, uh, seven games and whoever the favorite is. That's what I'll do. Mine was two years ago, sir. Yeah, his, his he's been on it. I okay. literally maybe three weeks ago just kind of <laughs> hopped on it and I rolled on it pretty hard because I was like, Bro, this is actually lit, low key lit. So, on play, was, playoff hockey, especially like, do you guys have? Because I know you guys are Houston. Do you have it? Do you have like a team? Do you root for the Stars, or is it kind of just Blackhawks? What What is hockey? Blackhawks, okay. <laughs> Blackhawks, dude. What do you? What is these random teams you just choose? Oh, Patriots. Chicago. Oh my my Blackhawks. team is actually the Golden Knights because the first Stanley Cup game I watched was the year that the the Golden Knights were in it and it was their first year so I figured because they're a brand new team and I'm a brand new fan I remember that now clearly I'm not really a fan but the Golden Knights are my team if that counts so it's got a new head coach I know that yeah Bruce Cassidy from Boston which a lot of people are not happy we let him walk including myself so love that um, enjoy him He's he's a great coach okay if that's the case I need to get on that Seattle Kraken uh bandwagon Seattle Kraken. <laughs> oh god, dude, that, he's got some apparel. That, got some... that jersey is sick, dude. What I got a. Uh, you can't really see it. I got a Seattle Kraken shot glass. Oh, was one I of my see it. Very I nice. That. We went right by their their new arena. I was like, I can't. Yeah, I, the top of energy, so. It's not me. It's the wallet. The wallet's yeah, right? just walking over there. I got to catch up to it. Yeah. Now, now, question on your West Coast like tour, Red Sox tour. Uh, you obviously saw some great ballparks like the. San Francisco, you had a Safeco Park in San Diego. Did you pass by that Oakland? Ca- Did you go and sit in that Oakland Coliseum, man? Yeah, I went to two games there. 
Oh, I thought just because that I would have skipped that. I would have been like, nope, next one. <laughs> That's a dumb. So- Socks were there, um, and Oakland's not great. So it was great watching them kick ass two games because I've been to two heartbreaking games at Fenway this year um, and needed a little break. So I was happy to see them uh, win those games. Did you happen to be the one where uh, the Astros we put we put the whooping on <laughs> that one time? Wasn't, Five yeah, wasn't, runs. I was actually I was actually Tuesday night. I was recording with Jordan. And I checked my, I think I just like peaked sports center app when he was talking and I think we were up one, nothing. And then I checked an hour later and we were down 13 to four. Um, I was not there. I was almost at the game the next day that Pavetta threw that complete game against you guys, but yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about but, that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we like home runs, you know, yeah. five home runs in an inning. Come on, man. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll games always happen. Yeah. So I, I still got a basketball question for you. You ready? Go for it. So we're this is Thursday, right? We're releasing this on Thursday, so it'll be the game night. No, Wednesday. The, day, the the game's tomorrow on Wednesday. Oh, game game's Thursday. Game is Thursday. Oh, it and is. We are releasing this Thursday, correct? Oh man, so I could have made this. To, we could have done this tomorrow. No. Oh well. Hey, I, I've been moving all Good day. Good job, it's, David. Good bro, job. <laughs> I I literally thought I can't keep up with the finals because they give too uh. much of gaps. The no, gaps no, no, are no. Huge. I'm laughing at your statements like we could have done this tomorrow. Like, <laughs> well, because today I've been moving all day. I literally, you know, came over oh, here, showered because uh, I was musty and so no, it's we're we're assuming that the Celtics are gonna win this series. That's obviously what we're assuming. They have they have to win in Boston and go back to Oracle game seven and win. So I'm curious if they don't win. How do you feel? And I, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. It's okay to say you don't know, but the contract structure is going forward as far as major pieces that are leaving the Celtics or kind of what is the the outlook for next year? Because I know as a Houstonian or even a Southerner, we know Bostonians or the New England people are very, very intense about winning. And when they lose, it's like even second place is not good enough whatsoever. That's just a trait that the New England people have, at least from the Southern perspective. So yeah. as a fan of the Celtics, if they lose game six, number one, how do you feel going into next year? Like, do you feel like, yeah, we did a good job. This was a good step or no, fuck that. We should have won. And then number two is, you know, what does it look like team wise? Like, are you losing Marcus smart or is there some major contracts restructuring that need to be done? Like kind of unpackage that if you will. Yeah. So to answer the first part, I I guess, and and this is me kind of a cop-out answer, yes and no to me being pissed about them not winning the series. I think the yes part, or the being pissed part, comes from, we talked about it this whole episode, the turnovers, the we feel like we're the better team, we feel like we should be winning this series. That's probably where it pisses me off. Probably, you ask me that in September, if we do lose the series in six or seven, and I think it is a good stepping stone. LeBron lost his first finals. Um, I know MJ never lost the finals, but a lot of a lot of stars, you know, and a lot of good teams lost their first finals. It's it's a totally different animal, um, you know, for Tatum to get there, Brown to get there, and and with this home homegrown group of guys, I think it is a step in the right direction. Obviously, I think looking back on it, I'll say that if you ask me, probably if they do end up losing a week, two weeks, three weeks, I'll probably still be you know a little upset about it, but. Um, <laughs> I think it is. A, it definitely is a step in the right direction for a team that's never accomplished this before. I still think you ask any of those players, they'll say they should win this series, and it's anything less. Definitely shouldn't, and and I agree with them. I, f- I feel like in the moment that that's how it is. Um, 
Contract-wise, though, we're actually in a really good spot, which is part of the reason, too, where I feel like if we were to have to potentially lose this series, it's not over. Um, we just inked Marcus Smart, I think, to a four-year extension this past summer. Rob Williams as well, I believe, a three- or four-year deal. Um, I think we have Jalen Brown through 2024, so we have two more years of him because he signed a pretty big deal. I think right around the bubble time, maybe before the bubble, um, and then Jason uh, Tatum was signed to a max, I think, after the bubble. Um, so I think he's got at least three or four more years as well. Um, and Derek White came with a full contract as well. So I know we have him for a while. And then Al Horford, I think, has one or two more years left, but I think that might take him into retirement. Um, and then who else in this rotation? Grant Williams is the only one. He he is a free agent. We have him on his rookie contract next year. And then after that, he could potentially walk. And he might, just with how much money we've spent on those other guys, I don't want to say he's replaceable because I like Grant Williams. It's been a honor. He probably, if you saw my Twitter last year, I was ripping on him at all costs and he's improved significantly i know he hasn't had a great series but um you know his three-point percentage his free throw percentage has skyrocketed this year and stayed pretty consistent um for the most part so he's kind of the one piece that we might lose but going into next year it's it's the same group of guys which might not be a great thing honestly because knowing knowing how basketball works and the eastern conference they're probably going to bolster up i mean i wouldn't like miami Pat Riley over there, I would not be surprised if he makes some blockbuster trade to acquire yeah. a superstar to go with Jimmy. Um, Chris Middleton else? will be healthy. Chris Middleton will be healthy. True. Good observation there. I mean, who knows what Philly's going to do? I mean, if they Seriously. have Harden. If they have Harden, I mean, yeah. it is Hard- what it is. Yeah, but. Philly Philly does not scare me as much as I think on paper they might i just i james harden say what who you want about him you then? who's just, who's the eastern threat you think milwaukee. milwaukee milwaukee definitely and miami miami the miami has always had the celtics number and i think for about 12 hours after the celtics lost game six i was just like this series is over because mm. it's just been the same thing year in and year out lebron's there wade's there jimmy butler's there kelly olenek was there kicking our ass a couple years ago yeah. like it's it's something with them. So I'd say, you know, Power Ranka, Milwaukee, um, Miami, Brooklyn, depending on what they do with Kyrie, if they let Kyrie walk and maybe bring in someone who's more team-oriented, maybe a Donovan Mitchell, I don't know. You got to do something with him over there in Utah. You also got Ben Simmons yeah. there too, so yeah, there's and, a lot of mix-up yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, who knows with Simmons either. But I mean, if hey, if if Simmons is their third best player, if they did get a Donovan Mitchell, or I mean, I'm not going to say Kyrie's going to figure it out. But I mean, Brooklyn, Kevin Durant's still one of the best players in the world. I know we just swept them, but I think they're going to try to get younger, I think, because I think that's kind of the, the move, get deeper. I think Brooklyn just went for guys who were stars five six years ago like blake griffin goran dragic lamarcus aldrich um, with his Marcus aldrich they had paul Millsap or Drummond, like trading Drummond. they had Millsap. Um, forget uh what's his name was injured um ben Simmons. Wh- harris joe harris oh joe harris yeah and joe i think harris. joe harris is all a play he's probably one of the better role players that they have on that team yeah he's a shooter that's what they that's what they need, what they need. honestly yeah so yeah, but def- definitely Milwaukee, Miami, top two for sure. 
Yeah, that Milwaukee series, I was very impressed y'all made it past them. And I know for, I'm sorry, but for a fact, if Chris Middleton was healthy, I don't think y'all would have made it past him. You, you think you shrug yeah, your shoulders? No, 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 no. It's it's tough to admit it, but you're you're probably right because Chris Middleton is a Celtics killer as well. I mean, he kills a lot of teams, but um, yeah, no that that series would have looked a lot different if Chris Middleton was there. I think we still could have taken him to seven, though. I think obviously game plans change, and Pat Connaughton killed us until game seven too. So they they definitely had some guys step up as well. Drew Holiday had a really good series. Yeah, it shows you take out the Aggies and. You're not a team anymore, but when you That's got right. the Aggies, World College World Series, let's go! Woo, woo. Go get it! I was I was rooting for UConn. We don't really have much here for college baseball in Massachusetts, so I saw UConn in the Super Regional. I tried, but I couldn't <laughs> quite get there. Uh, well, we appreciate your time. Why don't you throw in your plug there? You're you're talking about yeah. Jordan and you. What's that little podcast? Not little, yeah, yeah. that massive podcast you got massive going on. Podcast. What's yeah? What's so the plug? Pod- pod uh instagram we've got hard hitting sports underscore podcast i'm sure type in hard hitting you'll probably find it that way um and then twitter sphere my personal twitter is where i run we have our instagram twitter or excuse me our our podcast twitter it's pretty much just posting episodes now at this rate um but that one is i believe it's yep hard hitting pod you and gotta give the people your Twitter because that's my Twitter, that's where all the, where all the fun is. Where, yeah. where yeah. during the Celtics game, you see, uh, you'll see me defending Jalen Brown, um, <laughs> or ripping on Grant Williams. Yeah, ripping on Grant Williams, uh, trying to stay positive. If you follow the Celtics as well, you'll see my Deuce Prayer Circle responses to every Celtics tweet when they tweet the game notes. Um, but my personal is JFB, so my initials J F is in Frank, B is in Boy, the third. Um, so T E H three R D. Nice. Well, we appreciate it, man. And I am praying for your Celtics. I would be lying to you if I said I feel good about your chances in game six. I don't know. Game six, Clay. You thinking Clay's gonna show up big or are you gonna shut um, him down? Clay's gonna show up big. But we're gonna and, get we're gonna get game six Tatum from ooh, that one series. Yeah. Game yeah. Six, no, Tatum. And my my bold take here, my bolus of bold takes is Grant Williams hits three three pointers. Book it, David. I'm taking will, that on my props. I will send it. you a thousand dollars. Put it on Grant Williams for three three pointers, mate. Do it. I mean, they probably have him as like point five at this point, or maybe yeah. one at this point. I'll be so. I'll be happy if he if he makes two. But well, don't say that. <laughs> but, but he will make two and then he'll make a third okay all right that's how it goes <laughs> like my girlfriend says when we watch basketball together, she goes why did they miss that shot i was like well you know they just missed shots and she said well they play basketball they shouldn't miss shots this is exactly right like you, you shouldn't miss shots you play basketball you make a second right. you're gonna make a third grant williams 0. 0.5 three point made so i guess according to jack i gotta hammer that that's a lock a hammer you just gotta make one at that point <laughs> Just hammer that shit. All right, bet. Well, we appreciate your time, man. We we got football coming up, so we'll need to talk some yeah. football at some point, but we appreciate it. You two fans, please go check out Hard Hitting Sports Podcast, dude. They provide, like, y'all still blow my mind with your analysis. Like, your analysis is on point. You know what you're talking about. You're not bullshitting, at least not to the extreme degree. So we we appreciate your time, and I definitely appreciate it. So 
Uh, you know where to find them, two fans. You can find us, Slice Devils Pod, Slice Devils Podcast, and uh, we will see you next time.